0: Hey, Yankee fans, welcome to Yankee Chatter, episode number eight. My name is Greg Andriano. You can find me on Twitter at GregAndriano05. This is my good friend up north, Brad McCormick. Here you hey. are.
1: I'm Brad McCormick. I'm at Bradder chatter one on
0: Twitter. Well, welcome back to the episode. Uh, you can find us on social media. Search Yankee Chatter, and we'll pop up. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about how the Yankees extended their big ace, Luis Severino.
1: That's right. Sevy's getting the extension. He's getting paid. Uh, he thought he was going to go to Arbitrator, and instead he went home with a nice little uh, piece of change in his pocket. <laughs> nice little piece of pie. Made mama
0: happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, on February 15th, the Yankees uh, extend Luis Severino for four years at $40 million. That goes from 2019 to 2022, and he has a club option for 2023. Uh, this is all according to Joel Sherman. When it came out, it's actually the Yankees have made it official since then. Like Brad said, um, he went—he was going to go to arbitration with the Yankees, but they were about 800 grand apart. Uh, so they were—they just went ahead and uh, signed him to an extension. Yeah, um, good,
1: good, job on go both ahead. sides to do that. Good job, uh, Severino yes. wanted to get paid, and Yankees—they mm-hmm. they wanted him to be long-term and lock him mm-hmm. up. And good job for those two to get together and do
0: this. This is fantastic because Severino just turned 25. Today's the 21st We're recording, so he just turned 25 yesterday on the 20th. Uh, so by the time this contract is up, he will have finished his age 30 season, which is great. The Yankees are going to get him to the beginning and hopefully the bulk of his prime years. So, you know, kudos to Cashman for uh, getting him and getting him at a good rate.
1: Yeah, he did. This is very similar to the numbers that Aaron Noah got, who's, I guess, in the same class as Severino. Aaron Noah had a little bit of a better season last year, but overall, the stuff is about the same. And you yeah. know, Severino. He, he probably could have got more if he just uh, waited for free agency, or he might not have, because the way free agency's uh, going right now. Uh, so Seriously. I think this is a very team-friendly deal, but it's also very good for Severino, because he's not to worry about all that junk that's going to come after mm-hmm. uh, his c- rookie contract's
0: up. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. Great news Mm -hmm. for Yankee fans as well. So just so everybody's clear, what Brad means by team friendly is that this gives the Yankees flexibility to sign other players. Um, You know, a lot of these young guys, they sign huge contracts and they get a huge annual average um, of salary. And it kind of gridlocks or forces the Yankees to make smaller signings or teams like the Yankees when this actually gives them a little bit more payroll flexibility. So this yep. is a great, great move by Cashman. Uh, just so everybody remembers, um, Severino is entering his fifth season with the Yankees. Uh, this Since 2017, he's kind of been considered their ace. Uh, he, he took that baton from uh, Masahiro Tanaka, and uh, he ran away with it in 2017 after training with Pedro Martinez in the offseason they worked on uh you know, delivery and mechanics, and he finished in the top three that year in the Cy Young voting.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's all due to uh, really the New York hated Pedro Martinez. And he started working out with him in Dominican back home at, in between the uh, seasons, and he did something with his mechanics, man, and he just did not turn back. There was a time, Greg, if you remember, we sat in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium, <laughs> sweating yet. our bean bags off, they're passing out <laughs> ice bags, it was so hot. And Severino yep. was pitching, and he got shelved. And we're like, "This guy's just—he's just not going to work out. He's just uh, another prospect who flopped." And we were so upset. Mm-hmm. I never saw his coming. And I,
0: I mean, <laughs> what do you think? Well, the season before—the season before that—he was called up, and he pitched really well down the stretch. And everybody was expecting so many big things for him. But then in 2016, like you said, he really struggled. And a lot of it kind of came down to his mechanics whether or not he was tipping pitches, which is still kind of an issue. Uh, I remember that game because it was the night after or two nights after A-Rod's last game. So um, I think it was the two nights after because the next day was when we went to sh- uh, City Field. And that right. was the same day that uh, Aaron Judge and Tyler Austin went back-to-back, first time rookies rookies yeah. had ever done that. So we were all pissed off because we thought we were going to see their first it was game, also and the we missed out game- on it.
1: It was also the game they retired uh, Mariano's number, right? Yes,
0: that's the game we went to was yeah. the the Mariano Rivera Day, which was way cool. But um, it was know, cool until seven. Just, you know, yeah. And right from the start, you could tell he was not comfortable on the mound. So he's made a lot of adjustments since then. Well, he, probably uh, he didn't know what time the game started, to be honest. So. <laughs> I don't blame him. I blame Larry Rothschild. He knew he didn't know what time the game was. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, going back to Severino in his first four seasons with the Yankees, he's got a pretty good 41 and 25 record. Uh, 3.51 ERA, which is pretty good for a young guy like that. And 572 strikeouts and 190 innings uh, plus in both 2017 and 2018. Both those years, he looked like a lock for Cy Young. He was literally right. one of the best pitchers in the game. But one of his big problems um, is he peters out in the second half. He he gets fatigued. He doesn't last as long, He, he which I think leads to him tipping his pitches because he's he's not – He's not feeling yeah. comfortable out there, so um, I, I, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit, Brad.
1: Well, you know, when you get fatigued, and you get a little tired, you stop concentrating on your mechanics, and you just you get in your head, okay, I got to get this curveball over. And batters can see that; they can see it in your face, they can see your mechanics when you're when you're doing the same thing every time. You need to get that curveball over the point. Uh So that's what's happening in the second half of the season. He says he worked out a lot over the offseason, trying to build up his stamina. Uh, I want to believe him. I hope I. We can, but we're going to have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, see, as fans, we we always seem to remember the bad instead of the good. So everyone is going to key on the two bad wildcard starts he had. But no, everyone forgets how good of a start he had this past season in his second start uh, against the Red Sox, actually. He actually pitched quite well. I think he pitched, what, six innings, I think he went, before mm-hmm. they started to, he started started and I guess tipping pitches, uh, so they say. Uh, but, um, yeah, what I was going to say was he worked out with Pedro again this offseason, not Larry Rothschild.
0: So uh, <laughs> watch your back, Larry. Watch your back because yeah, I think, you I know, think you're teetering on the edge of uh, something here. Uh, you know, I don't know. A lot of people have a lot of animosity towards Larry Rothschild, and, you know, for good cause because pitchers do seem to – not perform quite as well after they come to the Yankees, was, I was very yeah. surprised that they brought him back after uh, Girardi left. But, you know, we're not talking about Rothschild. I'm, I'm fairly confident he was the one that messed up the game time, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so yeah, pin pinning on, it pinning on him. He's our scapegoat. Uh, but, you know, like you said, he had to work on tipping his pitches because that, that, that was a big problem for him. And it's amazing how different – his seasons had were the first half he was literally lights out he was yep you know phenomenal every start you were getting seven innings from him and not only seven innings but wonders one, one two, no runs. yes yeah absolutely and then all of a sudden like a flip of a switch he's not the same pitcher so i i give him I, I will give him and it's not really an excuse baseball season is a very long season i could never make 30 starts uh i could barely make one my arms barely barely hanging on after after a wiffle ball tournament over the weekend. So um, uh, <laughs> wiffle ball was
1: the worst though? Wiffle ball will kill anybody's arm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we are standing 30 feet away from the home plate and uh, it felt like I was facing a 105 mile an hour fastball. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cause guys are throwing as hard as they can. But uh, with that said, you know, this is, in my opinion, uh, a very good deal for the Yankees. Like we said, it's a very team friendly deal. Um, and you give him a chance to, to earn back, you know, some of that Cy Young chatter because he is capable of doing it if he can maintain it over the course of the whole season. Right, right. So what what
1: what happens now is will the Yankees start doing this with other players? Are they going to do this to Judge, to Sanchez, to Bird, uh, Betances, Torres, and Andujar in a couple of years. What what do you think? you think this is going to become a thing um, now?
0: I do, I do, especially with the free agent market the way it is. Uh, you know these guys are getting a little scared of it. Uh, I I don't know how it'll be once the new CBA passes in a, in a couple of years, but up until that point, you know I think Judge's arbitration comes up next year, after next season. It should be it should be the year after um, Reno,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So with that said, now granted, Judge is one of the faces of the Major League Baseball. He's one of the faces of the New York Yankees. Uh, you would think he would get a big time deal, but if I'm the Yankees this could be your potential next captain. You know, you want to lock him up and you want to lock him up long-term. Same. If, if Sanchez bounces back and this is a big year for Sanchez and, and bird too, but more more Sanchez than bird. And the fact that we know uh, Sanchez is capable of having a big year. He's already done it. Uh, Last year was kind of a fluke. He was battling a lot of injuries. Can he replicate that really good season or at least come close to it? If so, then if I'm the Yankees, I'm looking to extend him as well. I think his definitely. before, before judge, it should, it should be a year ahead. So yeah, maybe
1: next year's Sanchez and following year might be judge,
0: mm-hmm. but you want to, you do, if I'm the Yankees and you, you're establishing your core, you had your core four, core five, core six or whatever during the dynasty years. Right. I, and, I think, I think Bernie Williams and Paul Neal, and even Tino Martinez get the shaft a little bit on that core four. Oh, now because they weren't homegrown players. But at the same time, they're all Bernie was, but But Pauly's earlier. Yeah. So I think they get a little shafted on that and in the sense. So with that said, you know, you got your core, you got your Sanchez, you got, you got judge, you got, uh, you got Severino. And then potentially you have Torres and Andahar, uh, if Andahar can hack it at third this year, uh, maybe even bird, if bird can have a solid bounce back year and can show that he actually is worthy of wearing pinstripes. Uh, yeah. I'm the Yankees. I want to lock up my core and I want to, I want to go to the playoffs every year and I want to have the same guys out there and I want to have another core four. Yeah. Well, it's,
1: it's, it's good news for these players. Cause I think it's going to happen. Cause if you look back at that core four with the Yankees, they, they very quietly always got a deal done with them. Other than Pettit going to Houston for those few years mm-hmm. um, before that, and before Jeter's last contract, you never really heard contract discussions amongst the core four. You never heard anything of Posada or Jeter or Pettit mm-hmm. or Mariano. You never heard anything about Mariano. They just nope. took care of their homegrown talent. And I really think mm-hmm. this is going to happen again. Uh, Judge is going to be the captain. I can see him wanting to be in New York for life. There's no way that they're letting him go. I don't even see him no. as a type that wants to test for agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanchez, we have to wait and see. Uh, the good, the thing about Sanchez—he's a catcher, and there's really not that good many catchers in, in the major. League. No.
0: So if he can hit a serviceable 250 or 260 and still hit 30 home runs, that makes yep. him one of the best catchers in in Major League Baseball. So if I'm the Yankees and he can do that, you lock him up and you lock him up for a while. He probably won't be a catcher for a long time, but the Yankees have a couple of good catching prospects that they drafted last year, and uh, um, yep. Anthony Siegler and Josh Bro, I think it's Bro. Uh, so if they can have Sanchez hack it for a little while. At catcher and, and get these guys developed, then maybe the transition from him to from catcher to first or DH is a little bit more smooth than saying, Oh, well, now we're not going to hang on to him. Now we have to go find a catcher. Right. And the one guy I'm concerned about is Batantis because I think Batantis
1: has the talent, depending on how he does this season, if he can keep it in the strike zone this season, he has the talent to be a closer in this game. I don't know if he's going to settle with the Yankees as a setup man. I don't know how much longer was Chapman have another two years on his contract. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know if potentially is going to want to wait for that. We're going to have to wait and see, but he's the one guy I'd I'd actually be concerned about maybe testing the waters a little bit, depending on how he does the season. You never know.
0: what's. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. He could, I mean, he could have a up and down season like he has the last couple of years, but it is hard to argue against how good of a pitcher he is and how, uh, if he does have a good season, the Yankees should try and lock him up, even, even if it's not as a closer yet, maybe they can prom they can not promise him, but say, Hey, let's get his extension done. And this could lead to you becoming the next closer. After, right. You could say we're not going to extend Chapman. I don't, cause I don't
1: think they're going to extend Chapman anyways. No, been he's I don't, I don't been
0: around it. for a while. And, and if he has the same injury issues that he had last season with his knee, um, then I don't see why the Yankees would want to bring him back after his,
1: he wasn't that unhittable last year either.
0: No, no, he, he struggled. He was throwing a lot of strikes and a lot of balls in the zone. So another, another person that you could probably keep an eye on is, and he's not necessarily homegrown because they acquired him in a trade. I think it was the DD Gregorius trade. No, I don't remember how they got Chad green, but Chad green would be another arm to keep an eye on, uh, possibly extending if he has another really good season. Um, probably as, you know, you can get him big money as a setup, man. But he could probably close someplace. He sure. couldn't. I, and I always thought he could start, too. I don't
1: I don't know why Yankees never really gave him – I don't think they ever gave him a fair shot at, at starting. Unless they
0: unless did, and he just didn't work out
1: in spring training. But I think the guy
0: has the stuff to start. He, he came up with starter. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they tried to do with him what they did with Java and Phil Hughes. And it really worked yeah. out when they did it with those guys until those guys left. Like, Phil Hughes left to go to Minnesota, and he really wasn't that great of a pitcher, starting pitcher after that. And now he's bounced around, and I don't think he played at all last season. He was with the Padres for a little bit, and then I think they cut him. And Jabba, who knows where he is now. He's out of baseball, yeah. Yep. So, um, they do have the young players to do it. Um, With Torres and Andahar, you know, you need to see them play for a couple more years. Uh, They've only had one year, and you got to see if they're able to replicate that. Uh, and has to has to improve on defense if he can't then I don't know if I'm the Yankees if I want to keep him around especially if you can trade him and you got an aging uh Giancarlo Stanton and even if you have Judge you're going to want to get these guys reps at DH at, at some point DH so, right so and that was the big issue all throughout the offseason was whether or not they were going to trade Andujar uh, if they acquired or signed Manny Machado or Bryce Harper um and now he's kind of got the chance to prove himself. And this is a big chance for him. If he can hack it, if he can play the full season, get the errors down uh, and get his footwork better, he might, he could eventually become the Yankees third baseman of the future.
1: Right. But either way, at least Jake fans, we know we have the ace of our staff now for the next four or five years. So mm-hmm. it, it was a very, very nice little, uh, uh, Alert that came across my phone that day, Yankees extent Severino. It was music mm-hmm. to my
0: ears. Mm-hmm. I was worried because they were going to go to arbitration, and and I don't want another thing to play out like Batanzas did a couple of years ago, where they were so far apart. It got ugly, yeah. It got ugly, and you got Randy Levine saying things that you probably shouldn't be saying, and you you don't want that to happen with Severino because if he is going to be your ace, you want to keep him happy, and they did yeah, just that. Definitely. So, anyways. With that said, that should wrap up, um, episode number eight. Uh, again, we talked about Luis Severino's extension. Um, you know, good things for the Yankees to come, uh, stay tuned for episode number nine. Um, we talk a little bit about non Yankee stuff, but until then check out our YouTube page and us on all of the social media platforms, search Yankee chatter, and, uh, you'll find us. We're there. You'll find us. You'll find us.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, My name is Brad McCormick at Brader
0: Channel 1 on Twitter. And I'm Greg Andriano at GregAndriano05 on Twitter. Thanks again, and go Yanks.